0: Hello everyone and welcome to a very special 512th episode of Locked on Canadians. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are free available on all podcasting platforms. Uh, in the following episode, you're going to hear that we did a crossover with our friends Locked on Flyers. So Rachel and Russ joined us to talk about the today's Flyers-Habs game. And as always, Laura and I are thankful so much for your support and we hope you enjoy this episode. We are here, Locked On Canadians, and our friends from Locked On Flyers here, and we have, well, two teams who thought they were going to be a lot better this year. We are going to be previewing the Stoppable Force versus the Movable Object game on Thursday, and Rachel and Russ, I guess the first thing I want to ask is, what the hell is wrong with the Philadelphia Flyers this year? Was it all Elaine Vigneault? Was it goaltending? Was it just the team wasn't constructed right? What what was cause they had a busy offseason, uh at least compared to some other teams. What's what's ailing the Philadelphia Flyers this season?
1: Well, it's not goaltending, that's for sure. I think that's the shocker there. But Carter Hart has had a, a pretty solid season and Martin Jones is definitely performing above expectation. I wouldn't say great, but I would say above expectation, which is all you ask for from him. But I I think like the main thing is that if you look at the Flyers offseason, they clearly knew that there were problems. Right. And it's hard to pinpoint it to one thing. But on the ice, there were specific things that the team needed to address. And. They were the top pairing defenseman, you know, a, a shooting goal scorer on the wing. There was the backup goaltender slot. Uh, and there was, there was a few other things, including, you know, last season, I think they felt like they relied too heavily on prospects and, and younger players that maybe didn't perform up to expectations. So they wanted to have veterans come in to be sort of the, the plan B. The team. And so Chuck Fletcher went out and he basically answered all of those questions and signed players or traded for players that solved all of those problems, ostensibly. Did all of those pan out? No. Did most of them pan out? No. And I think that that's kind of the main crux of the problem is that where you had a coach doing the same things with players that weren't solving the problems that they were being asked to solve. Then you throw in a whole bunch of injuries, including to Ryan Ellis, who was that top pairing defenseman, who was kind of the linchpin in the whole plan.
0: Because I remember the big thing is they got Ryan Ellis, Shane Spare was traded for, I'm pretty sure, literally nothing to Arizona. Literally I remember nothing, that correct. Yes. And well. then they got Rasmus Ristolainen. And overall, Ryan Ellis is obviously a huge ad when he's healthy. But I guess my question is, Rasmus Ristolainen's been panned by a lot of hockey fans you know analytics folks and not for his play how does he fit in in Philadelphia because that's a guy who played a lot of minutes perhaps too many in Buffalo is he better off in the role that he's in now or is he still Rasmus Ristolainen guy who is very flawed being paid too much money
2: no I think he's fit in pretty well I mean there have been a few moments in a few games where he turns the wrong way and you know there's a goal that's I don't think you're ever going to get that completely out of his game, but the uh, physical part of his game is there. I do think he has helped uh, Sandheim become a little better in the sense that he knows now that the defensive end will be covered so he can leave the zone a little early. Not that Sandheim's scoring a lot on that, but at least these zone entries are pretty good. Uh, so I do think he's, he's played better at wrist lane, and I do think he's trying to reinvent himself as more of a, you know, puck moving and also a physical defenseman. I think those are the two key, key things, and he'll get money from somebody. I don't know if it'll be the Flyers, and it won't be massive. It may be in the sixth range for so, a year.
0: I, I suppose my follow-up to that is with how the season has gone. Obviously, there was the very long losing streak. There are Philadelphia bagheads in the stands and all over social media. Is there a way back into the playoff picture if you are the Philadelphia Flyers right now? Or is this going to be a with Elen Vigneault fired and everything and just starting fresh going into next year? Or is there now a renewed push to get themselves back into that playoff picture there and make the most of what looks like a very strong season from Carter Hart and other players?
1: Yeah, I think it's a, a big mountain to climb for the team. I think that the division is very difficult right now. And so in order to get one of those slots, they're going to essentially have to beat all of those teams that are above them in the standings on a regular basis for the rest of the season and then pick up the rest of their points against other teams like the Habs, let's say. And um, Mm. I, I think that it's definitely possible, but it's not, I would say, likely at this point.
0: It's funny as I look at the standings here in the Metro, and the Flyers are 10, 12, and 4, and I go, oh, that doesn't seem so bad when I consider my current team is 6, 20, and 3 and has 15 points to their name. Uh, the, I feel like, the, um, and I guess the other big trade is, uh, it was Jakub Voracek went back to Columbus, and Cam Atkinson came back this way. We've talked a little bit about all the offseason moves. How is that one because I know Voracek is was a bit polarizing. I guess some fans like him, some fans don't, same as however many players, you know, are out there. Has Cam Atkinson been kind of what this team needed in terms of like a scoring shooting winger or is Voracek now is his loss felt a little bit more in this lineup?
2: Well, I think his loss is felt on the power play, but but Atkinson's been good. I mean, he he added a lot at the beginning. And actually got them some wins at the beginning of the season then he had a little low like most goal scorers do and he's he's picked it back up i think he is giving them what they need in the sense of goal scoring it's not like he's going to score 40 goals or anything and i think voracek uh the loss of him is felt on the power play because no matter what he was always going to get power play points but he had to get out like he, it was just time for him to go so i think ultimately you're at a net zero with that maybe you get a few more goals you get a few less points on the power play. I don't think it's drastically affected the
0: team one way or the other. And I guess the final thing is because Montreal's battled injuries really heavily all season, like, and I know that the team itself has been flawed and isn't constructed properly, but injuries have just hamstrung everything. How have the Flyers made out health wise overall? I know Ryan Ellis missed some time uh, at the beginning of the season, but have has Philadelphia managed to dodge at least anything major or are they kind of falling prey to hopefully not the COVID outbreak going around right now, but definitely any injuries out on the ice that they would normally get? Uh,
1: not the COVID outbreak, knock on wood so far, but, you know, in addition to Ryan Ellis, uh, Derek Brassard is out. Um, Joel Farabee is out with an, injury Uh, Kevin Hayes um, is back now but missed most of the season thus far with you know a similar injury to what he had had over the summer so it's been a little bit uh, piecemeal in terms of the lineup and and you know call-ups from the AHL team but the team is getting healthier right now but is definitely not there yet.
0: I mean, Gritty stayed healthy. There's that. <laughs> well, I mean, Gritty's indestructible. Nothing can stop him, I'm pretty sure, at this point. Um,
2: I, although I'm I'm more of a Yuppie fan than, than Gritty. I, I think people know that, but if they don't, they know it now.
0: I, I,
3: there's a it mutual respect
0: between them, I think, at this point. <laughs>
3: Can Gritty be the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens? Can we have that? <laughs> I don't know if or Gritty coach, speaks French. Coach.
0: He doesn't need to. He can just you know honk, honk. and yeah. That's they're true. used to that. There's That's enough traffic true. that they're used to just honking as a way of speaking in Montreal. So like it's fine. It's totally fine. Gritty for GM, it is. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose, winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. StatHero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part, StatHero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. And why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero is head to head, is what daily fantasy should be one-on-one, and you can sign up for free right now at stathero.com hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey and promo code hockey for a 100% match. stathero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey. Folks, it's the holiday season, and if you're looking for something great to give as a gift, you should check out Stance Apparel. They just launched their new active apparel line. It's incredibly soft, incredibly comfortable, and they've got socks, shirts, joggers, hoodies, so much else out there that is so different than anything else on the market. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of all those things that you're so used to, socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. They've got incredible designs like Wu-Tang, Batman, The Goonies, Star Wars, The Office, Disney, and Marvel, and so much more. There is something for everybody. They are incredibly soft, incredibly comfortable. And Stance always believes that the perfect fit matters for more than fitting in that those who feel good do good and go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a less ordinary life with Stance. As always, thank you for making Locked On Canadians your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts Spotify or watch on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel
3: you know our Locked On Canadians Fancy Pants Book Club is a once a week uh I guess a segment that we recommend in which we recommend books that people should read and we had A discussion with one of the authors of the books that we recommended and that was it two weeks ago and the conversation went over really well and so we have an actual author of 10 books um I think one of them is probably the most famous one that you've written Russ so maybe I want to talk to you a little bit first about you've written about the Rangers you've written about the Mm -hmm. Flyers Mm -hmm. and you've written Sticks and Stones How College Hockey Prepares You for Life which is one that I think that um, if I were to recommend to our listeners would be the one with the widest, uh, sort of, uh, interest and appeal. Uh, a lot of our fans or a lot of our listeners are specifically Canadians fans, but they like reading about everything. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, college hockey, I, I feel like that's probably a good place to start. First of all, <laughs> how do you write 10 books? I, I know a couple of them are not about hockey. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Uh, there's some baseball in there too. Uh, and, and actually the 10th will be about uh, the NBA like the, it'll be the NBA top 75. It'll be like a list book with some uh, with some good info on, on those players. How you do it is you just kind of like do it in your in your spare time. Once you have written one or two, you kind of get it down as to whatever your process is, how you decide to do it. So I'm the kind of person that has to do a little bit every day whether I have a deadline or not, most of the time I do. And you don't want the deadline to get the best of you because I don't know if you've ever seen like everybody loves Raymond, like that episode where all of a sudden like he's huddled up in his house and he's got a weekend to write the book. That's never happened to me, thankfully. And you don't want that to happen to anybody
3: because (laughs) that's why I haven't written a book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's why a lot of people don't. But if you can manage your time a little bit that way, it works out. Now you've noticed I don't do them all myself. I usually do them with somebody else. So that's good. You can divvy up the work. Sometimes there's three. And so you decide at the beginning who's going to do what. You do it. You, you mesh it together. And eventually you get a book out of it. And I, it, it's definitely doable for anybody out there that has an idea for a book. The biggest thing is the follow through.
3: My next question is how do you get the ideas? Because I feel like some of them uh, might be, you know, a lot of them are definitely based in the, the area in which you live. Um, And and so how do you get the idea? Like what makes you say, all right, I'm going to write a book about the flyers or I'm going to write a book about Mm -hmm. Rangers grades or, you know, how do you, how do you sort of get the idea is it somebody comes to you and says, let's write a book together, or is it more like a, you have a curiosity, you do digging and then you're like, this would make a great book, a bit of both.
2: So it's a bit of everything. So uh, with this one, Adam Woden and I, Adam, owns college hockey news. It's probably the best college hockey news resource mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And so he came to me or at, at a game. One time we were like, we should do this. And then I found a publisher that was interested. So then I went, Hey, let's do this. And the hardest thing we had to do for this book, honestly, was come up with a title. Everything else was easy. Like we, we knew what <laughs> we wanted to do. Uh, we came up with our lists, although I lost my list once and I had to ask him for it again, but that's me. Um, but I was already starting to work on it. And so that part was really kind of seamless. Sometimes it's your own idea. Like some of the baseball ones were my own idea. And then you go and you find somebody that you feel like will be, would mesh well with you that maybe has said in the past, Hey, let's write a book, but you haven't done it with that person. So that works. Um, The one pioneers of baseball is kind of interesting because what happened with that book was all of the images from that book images, for books are expensive, right? You have to get them from a photographer. Everybody's got license issues and you gotta pay them and, and all that. But sometimes you could find older photos that are royalty free that are, these are over a hundred years old. So one day, all of a sudden online, somebody sent me uh, an email saying, hey, um, there's like hundreds and hundreds of old time baseball images that now could be used for anything royalty free. And uh, the New York Public Library has, digitize them all and i'm like hmm and i looked at a bunch of them and i saw that it was like the albert Spalding collection everybody remembers Spalding baseballs or Spalding baseball gloves or things like that and so i you know put together a book i went to the publisher and i liked it so sometimes it's it's as easy as that sometimes uh for the 100 ranger greats i was brought in on that one uh John Halligan, who has passed away, but he was a Rangers PR director for 35 years, and Adam Rader always wanted to do a book together, and they brought me in on it. So sometimes, you know, it's it's a lot like movie making, except not nearly as good a money.
3: <laughs> yeah, it definitely honestly feels like, it, it seems like an endeavor that I can't do, but I can tell you that anytime you have trouble coming up with titles, My co-host happens to be an expert in clickable titles. I (laughs) just, just... no,
0: it's because I don't filter any of my thoughts and I just go, that sounds like something (laughs) I'd click on and that's not always a good idea. So,
2: well, I mean, I know that because I've sat next to him at like the combine and the draft. So I I have experienced that. I just never thought about it.
0: (laughs) Once the caffeine clicks in and starts going, it is a wild, wild ride or exhaustion. It's one or the other. So
3: So yeah, so anytime you need help, um, I'm willing to, uh, act as an agent for scott i get 10 percent okay. of the royalties um, <laughs> of, of, of what he gets for coming up with the title but i really really appreciate this so i know that uh sticks and stones is available online i i have checked mm-hmm. um also you can find this in canada but i'm not sure because some of our book club listeners are in the uk uh i'm not sure about the rangers or the flyers when i haven't been able the rain there's two rangers books uh yeah, or the, the, the hundred
2: things rangers you could find online, so like in Amazon's UK, and uh, Triumph does go in Canada. I don't think you'll see it on in like chapters on the shelf anymore, but you can order it from like a chapters. Uh, you could go in there, give them the ISBN, and they can order it. So there is that. And, and so some of them are available um, via Canada, but anything on Amazon is pretty much available Amazon UK also.
3: Yeah, as well. And I, I do highly recommend Russ's writing. And also, uh, this was the supposed to be an entire one, episode.
2: I just want to tell you, it's out of print, though. So you're going to okay. have to get that one used. like that's just Or you can get can the Kindle, about. I think. Uh, there's no I Kindle f- one of that. There's
3: no Kindle one? Okay. No. Um, Because there were a couple. Maybe that was someday. Like we might this. redo
2: it. So you never know.
3: Awesome, um, but I definitely, definitely do recommend your writing, and I know that we've uh, we've worked together in the past when, on SiriusXM, yes. where we had you as a prospect expert, and so for sure, given how bad Montreal is, we'll have you uh, on and grill you <laughs> about the prospects coming up this year. Okay Thank you, you so much.
0: Have you got a beard? You gotta get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal right now. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will help stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free of harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. I got to try some out. It is phenomenal. Makes my beard smell incredible. Soft. Softens the skin underneath. It is absolutely fantastic. I use it every time that I get out of the shower. Primal Origins makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the U.S. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products and use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The combo kiff's make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Not only are the products and dedication to the quality top-notch, the company was founded for a noble cause. The founder, Steven's mother, was injured in a car accident and the company was started to pay for her recovery and treatment. So we know that every other company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you, you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's locked On" at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com.
1: All right. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, we are thrilled to welcome our friends over at Locked On Canadians to preview tonight's matchup and welcome Scott and Laura.
0: Thank you for having us. It's always fun to chat with fellow fans and currently fellow sufferers of this yes. current NHL season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Scott, what do you think the main reasons for the Habs taking such a big fall after that miraculous cup run last year?
0: How many episodes do you have? Uh, I, we could fill a week <laughs> if we needed to, <laughs> but the team never accurately or Properly replace the pieces that left. Uh Carey Price obviously had off-season surgery, entered player assistance, and is getting back to into game shape right now. We do not know when he will be ready. Uh, Jeff Gordon and Dominique Ducharme both said not before Christmas at the earliest. Shea Weber is likely done for his career after a multitude of injuries piled up and... Lord knows what he played through in the playoffs last year. And Philip Deneau departed for Los Angeles because Mark Bergevin didn't want to up his contract offer on that. And then the pieces they brought in to replace these guys, David Savard, A. Mike Hoffman, Christian Dvorak, everybody's been hurt. The team just isn't meshing. And everything that can go wrong uh, has gone wrong so far this season. There's almost $53 million on the injured reserve list right now. And the team is Yikes. just a shell. It's it's not pretty. And even when they were healthy, though, the coaching staff just has not figured out what to do. Everything is a panic move. It is never proactive. It is always reactive only.
2: All right. And what's the temperature so far uh, in Montreal with Jeff Gorton as the uh, president of Hockey Ops? I personally like Gorton. I think he did a good job with the Rangers. Do the fans like that
0: selection?
3: I think think... so.
0: Oh, go ahead, Laura. Go ahead.
3: (laughs) We were alternating. No, there is. You know what happened is, I think that as soon as the front office uh, changing changes were announced, uh, to put it in a nice way, there was a surge of hope in the um, in the organization. I think a lot of people are still a little bit apprehensive because they're not sure how this leadership structure is going to work because it seems very much like. I think I think people are tentative and hesitant because they're wondering if the person that they hire as GM is instead somebody that's going to be installed to be the face of the organization while Jeff Gordon's going to be the brains, even though the, the team is insisting like Jeff Molson, Jeff Gordon, they're both insisting that it's going to be some somewhat of an equal partnership between the general manager and, and the president or the vice president of hockey operations. Sorry. Uh, In any other organization, this would be the president of hockey operations. Uh, I think People are excited about uh, the fact that he said that he's not afraid of the, of a rebuild and that he will be transparent. Uh, He did seem to show an understanding of the language uh, requirements of this, of this market. And it's something that I know a lot of people outside of Montreal have talked and lamented and they tell us, you know, just hire the best person. And I think people who usually interact with with the Montreal Canadians from outside of Montreal, they're usually English speaking and they don't they don't really realize just 70% of this province does not speak English, literally. And so when you're looking at the one team in this province where most people are are either French speaking or bilingual, but primarily French there's definitely a need for the face of the organization to be able to communicate with the fans in French. Now, nobody's saying, or the people who are saying he has to be French-Canadian born here, or it has to be a he, or anything like that, those are the people we're not listening to. But somebody who is going to be the face of the organization is going to have to explain his moves and his decisions to the media and the fan base in a language that is theirs. So if it's somebody who learned French, if it's somebody who speaks French, if it's somebody who's making the effort to improve their French I think the fans will be happy but I also feel like people right now they're not sure what to expect there's a little bit of of nervousness there's a a big air of anticipation, but we're still trying to gauge how is this this power structure going to work, and we want to see it looks like right now they're headed for rebuild it doesn't matter what they decide. The On Ice product is doing it for them. So uh, it remains to be seen. I think people people are kind of resigned to the fact that we're going to lose some faces we love, and uh, they're excited that the Canadians are going to, it looks like, at least until it's official, we're speculating, that they're going to go all in on a rebuild so that they can have multiple years of contending as opposed to fluke runs, no matter how far they go.
1: So one of the names that has been rumored to be on that list is uh, one that's familiar to flyers fans. And that's Danny Breer. Uh, (laughs) I thought you were going to say Patrick Waugh
0: for a minute. I was going to be like, I swear to God, I'm not doing this again.
1: (laughs) We only do it
3: on every episode. (laughs) (laughs) So Danny Breer. Yes. (laughs) Um, there, there are a couple of former players that right now are working in some sort of hockey management or operations that have come up. The Canadians are also said to be interviewing at least three women for the position or at least vetting three women for the position. So it looks like they're casting the net far and wide. It does seem, though, right now that they they don't have any indication. They're not giving us any indication of who they've chosen a lot of people are just kind of like not Patrick raw or a lot of people are like, Hey, Matthew Darsh is doing great things. You know, he, he did some, he did a whole bunch of stuff before he got back into hockey or something like that. I think in general, they're looking as, they're looking as far and wide as possible for somebody who's going to be a good fit with Jeff Gordon. I think, I think that's fair, but I also feel like there's a vision that they're going to have to sell this person. And this person has to be all for that vision. As far as Danny Breer goes, when he was in Montreal, he was still money in the playoffs. He didn't perform as, as as people expected him to, but he was still money in the playoffs. Like he was still a fan favorite, right? Like a hometown boy and everything. So I feel like it would be a welcome move in the market. But I also think that... I'm not I'm not I'm not convinced that the Canadians are going to go with somebody new they groom I think that they're going to go with somebody who has management experience but that might be from outside of hockey or only tangentially related to hockey that's the instinct that I have but it's just it's that's literally just me
2: okay um do you think that Caden Primo can be a 1b in that market I mean I've I've covered him I, I thought he was great in the Bean Pot. I have a lot of faith in him I don't know if uh what you hear from the media there and from the fans there. But uh, what is the feeling about Caden Primo's future?
0: Last year in the games he got inside the Canadian bubble, he didn't look great, but the team was also struggling. There was a lot of rebound issues and there were just technical struggles with his game where he'd start well, but if he allowed the first goal or a goal, there was always a second one that always shortly followed it up. And it was a bit of a composure thing in this season. He's basically wrestled the rocket net for himself. He's started six straight games, and he's been immense in net there. He has a calmness between the pipes where he is – there are no wasted movements. Everything is more fluid. Yeah. Everything is more put together, and he looks a lot more like a polished product than he has in the past where he's looked like it for stretches, and then the wheels come off a little bit, and then he finds his form again. This is the first year I've seen him, and I go, I see an NHL goaltender – regularly in this right now i like a lot of what he does he's composed even if get the game is getting away from the team in front of him he is there to back them up and get them back into it and i do think that he will be in montreal before the end of this season obviously samuel montembeau is not a long-term solution no. and you can't start jake allen 60 games behind this defense. (laughs) They're facing 40 shots a night. Jake Allen is going to turn to dust. And depending on Carey Price and the trade deadline and everything else, I do think Caden Primo has NHL starter qualities. And now that he's kind of found that composed game, I wouldn't be shocked to see him get some time in the NHL, but I don't think they want to rush him, especially behind whatever the hell this mess is right now, because that just might it's the kind of thing that could put a roadblock up on that path as he's advancing forward here in his career.
1: So what have been the bright spots on the ice this season? I know everything seems like it's gone to hell for your team and for our team, which, you know, it is what it is to quote Alain Vigneault, but (laughs) um, what what have some of the bright spots been for the Habs? Hmm. I... (laughs) okay it's not
0: great that we had to pause for that it's not great. that's never a good sign
3: it's because this kind of stuff gets lost in the rest of the team not playing well i will say that jake allen has played really well and that's been a joy to watch Uh, I think Alexander Romanov, especially in the last few weeks, has really come into his own as somebody who is going to get in the face of the opponent and he's going to throw checks. We love a big, clean hit in Montreal. That's what you're going to get from him. Uh, And uh, he's been he's been exciting to watch. I think, uh, you know, with with uh, Matthias Norlinder, he was not utilized a lot on the Montreal team, but he's taken the steps that we've wanted him to take because we've been waiting for him to cross over and come to come to Montreal for a long time. We don't think he's quite ready yet, but we think that, you know, this year is going to prepare him. So we're excited about his future, his very near future. Uh, I also think that we've been looking at a lot of prospects. That's one. Jonathan Drouin has been a bright spot. He's found his game. Uh, Josh Anderson, when not injured, has, has played with this determination that is a beautiful thing to watch unfortunately he hasn't changed games in the way that we would want him to or in the way that he would want to but the fact that you know every night no matter how dire the situation he goes out and he tries his best and he and drew Ann have found this chemistry that we love nick suzuki is showing flashes of the contract that he's going to live up to we, you know we're, we're, we're confident mm-hmm. about that we just think that a lot of these players, if utilized differently on the ice, would be showing a lot more promise. So it's it's not fun. The system is not great. The system is not existing. Uh, the special teams are not that great. The defense is literally confused about how to tie their skates some nights. And at the same time, Michael Pizzetta, for example, is bringing a lot of joy to to the Canadians fans, even though he started to get into trouble. Now, uh, I, I I feel like there there are little moments that you have that you kind of have to cling to if you want to find joy in this season. They're not; they're few and far between. And the AHL team is doing well. There you
2: go. My uh, one more question for me: uh, I I really like Ryan Paling. I know he's had some concussion issues and some other things, but. It seems like every time he does get a few moments, he does start to perform. And then it does seem like the Canadians just pull the plug on him for whatever reason and send him back to the AHL. And I'm just kind of wondering, and maybe it won't be with Ducharme because I don't think Ducharme will be there next year. But that's just me. But will he ever get a long look with this team? I think, I think he, he is this, this year. year.
3: Yeah. yeah, he's earning it. This he, he got
0: year. He got sent down after the preseason where he admittedly didn't play well, played really well for the Rocket in a handful of games, got called Mm. up, and then he's looked a lot more prominent than he has in the past during his call-ups. And one, what helps is Ducharme has no choice but to play him. He doesn't have any centers right now. Laurent Dufain is centering the second line in Montreal tonight, which is Mm. blowing my mind because Ryan Paling should be centering the second line. But he's earning those spots. Evans is out with injury. Christian Dvorak's out. They don't want to play Matthew Perot at center, which is fine with me. I think he's earned his place next year, and we're going to see him push for that middle six role. And like you said, I don't expect Ducharme to be here next year. And I think Paling's more than earned that spot. He's looked a lot better this year and even last year in the AHL before he was unfortunately injured at the end of last season. He had season-ending surgery before the playoffs or – I think he would have been potentially given that same spot Jake Evans was. So, the future will be there for Ryan Paling. It took a little bit longer than I think some Habs fans wanted, but it's paying off right now because I'm seeing a lot more from Paling in his NHL time that I like, even if the points aren't always there than I have in the past.
1: Well, I think it'll be an interesting matchup overall between these two teams. I I was thinking about it when. Um, the flyers fired av and michelle Tarian. where the flyers and habs did the opposite of each other where the habs fired the management team and kept the coach and we fired the coaches and kept the management team and like which team is it going to work out better for in the end who knows but um you know we'll see if, if the staffing stays the same going into next year as well do you have uh, any final thoughts for Flyers fans?
0: Uh, don't lose to a team that's playing Laurent Dauphin as a second mm. line center. Um, <laughs> if you do, it means Ducharme's <laughs> going to keep doing it, and he's not going to know why it worked. Please don't let – I don't want – no, just don't let us win,
1: please. <laughs> okay, or at least we'll let try. us make it
0: close, like make it look good, but then like crush our souls like like Tampa did last week. We can accept that.
1: All right. We'll we'll do our best. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, Thank you, you for you so having much. us. Yeah.
0: We want to thank Russ and Rachel from Lockdown Flyers for giving us their time to help preview tonight's Flyers-Habs game. And thank you for making Lockdown Canadians your first listen every single day. Coming up at the end of the week, it is our mailbag episode. It is the best time of the week where we answer all our listener questions. Now, for your second listen of the day, check out Lockdown Bets for all your betting and gambling needs. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling have been killing it, and it is free and available on all podcasting platforms.